The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high. We're going to get into the Word. You ready? Shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, how many of you like good news? Anybody likes good news? Anybody likes good news? We're going to start with some good news. Amen. And uh, the reason why I'm sharing this good news with you, in fact, there may be two good news, actually. Uh, I'm going to call upon Julie to come up. She shared a testimony uh, with me last Sunday, and uh, I said I was going to, you know, call her to uh, get her to share that testimony quickly, and then I will share with you the other good news. Is that all right? Okay. We're gonna be, can you do Hi. it in two minutes? I'll try. Okay, go for it. Okay. <laughs> I'll try. So, um, t- on the 25th of February, it was a Thursday, um, so first, I have a budget where I know what I tithe, I know what I, what I give, and, you know, I know everything. Very organized. That's my budget, and um, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, okay. In the morning, I was like, okay, God, what do I tie this month? And I get a figure. I'm going, no way. Uh-uh. That's not God because that's like half my rent, half my my bud, my, my tithe money, plus half my grocery money combined, which is double my tithe. I'm going, uh-uh. this isn't God. No way. Uh-uh. Can't be. <laughs> so I um, I carry on getting in the morning. It's like, okay, God, what do I tithe? I get the same figure. It's now I start getting excited. It's like, okay, God, you have something for me. Come on. I'm going to do this. I'm just right. doing this. You have right. something. And so I get my phone out, FMB, tithe, done. My, my partnership's done. It's like, okay, God, what am I going to eat? <laughs> it's like, okay, God, you're going to provide this for me too. Come I know on. you are. I'm just like, I'm just going with this. Thursday night, life group, I shared this. I said, guys, something awesome is coming. I'm dying. I know this. No, I was like, something good is coming from this because yeah, I just, good. I know. Um, then um, over the weekend, a friend of mine gave me a pick and pay voucher for a little bit of wow. money as well. Wow, praise God. Like, yeah, have food money. Yeah, that's so cool. But bread. Then, wait, bread, yeah. But then on Monday, I get a phone call from my brother who has decided between him and my dad to give me this like huge lump sum of money that they were needed. Yeah, that's just another show. I'm like, no way. <laughs> this is like so cool. It's like quadruple plus then some of what I tithed and then yeah. some. Yeah. And then some and then some. And yeah. it's like, okay, now I need to bless because that's just me. And yeah. God put on my heart to bless two people. Who I phoned them and both of them have a very similar story. It's like, Julie, you won't believe this. I'm going, what? They said, the one, we've just been doing a budget on this and this and this and don't know where we're going to get money. And I'm like, and you've just phoned us. I'm like, wow. no way. And then the second person was, Julie, you don't understand. I'm going, what? She says, a friend of mine just said I had asked for help. God said, give me all the money. And I'm going, but God, this is my money for something else that I needed. Yeah. And I've just phoned them and said, well, that's covered. That's wow. Covered. Praise so God. So the ripple effect of you just staying faithful. Come on. 
amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. It's a powerful testimony of God's provision. Amen. And uh, the reason why we share these testimonies is because uh, sometimes when you, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, Brother Q was sharing, sometimes when you read it's about fish, you know, boat. I don't have a boat. I don't want fish. You know, it, it, you know there's a disconnect. But when we bring up someone uh, in front of you in living color, someone who uh, lives in the same neighborhood and who is experiencing the same life as yourself, uh, sometimes it helps you connect the dots. So this happened to me uh, last Sunday. You know, you're going to realize it's a testimony for all of us. Uh, uh, last Sunday, as we finished church, I went home and I was watching the game, uh, you know, just yeah, which we didn't win anyway, but, you know, moving right along. Uh, I got a message, you know, someone sent me a message from the East Coast uh, in the U.S. And they said, hey, PT, random question. If I could get you 50,000 U.S. dollars cash, could this help secure uh, the property that you guys were dreaming for, for Faith Hill? Uh, if not, how much would you need? God is connecting me to a few people and I'm trying to figure a few things out. Now, I'm just busy. Ch See, God works even while, you know those songs we sing? Even while we don't see it, he is working. What do we say? We say, even when I don't see it, I mean, God. And it's so nice that we get to sing that. I saw Ben uh, and uh, Cara Diaz in Arizona. They said this, and I think it's quite cool. They said, man, sometimes it's so cool that we get to sing those things because those things would sound awkward if you just said them without the piano and the guitars. And, <laughs> you know, can you imagine just talking to someone and, you, yeah, if, even if I don't see it, he's working. <laughs> He's working, he's working, he's working. <laughs> They'll be like, come on, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he turns graves into gardens. <laughs> Sees into highways. And he's the only one who can. Man, when you bring in the piano, it makes it so much palatable, amen? And so I replied and I said, hey, listen, we've grown a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, because of that, you know, this is not going to be enough. We're going to need a little bit extra because of the size of the church at the moment. And uh, he says, okay, bro, I got it. I think the donor will be good for 50K for now. Um, you know, and then he then said in the third SMS, awesome. Let me know how you might want to pro uh, proceed. I think the donor is ready to give soon. And then so I gave them my, uh, the details to Dillian. So they're going to be talking to Dillian uh, to give to the church, Faith Hill Church, uh, 50,000 uh, U.S. dollars in cash. Okay? And uh, praise God. Praise God. And this is going to go towards our uh, building fund. And that's the second reason why I'm sharing this is because we've had a building fund in the church uh, since the beginning of the church. And uh, uh, we haven't shared about this because, you know, we just focused on the work at hand. And I'm guilty. I should have uh, shared this with all y'all so that everybody uh, gets an opportunity to sow into that. So that's what I'm saying now this morning. That is a church, Faith Hill Church. We have a building fund. And I think... I think we now have uh, a little over 1.1 million rand towards that, and this is definitely going to push us towards the 2 million mark in terms of our building fund and the kind of building that uh, we would uh, want to get for the church. And uh, so I'm saying this to say, hey, if you would like to soar towards the building fund, there are a few people that have approached me and said, man, I want to give this specifically towards the building. Uh, if you are one of those and you want to give over and above your tithes and offerings, 
things, please be sure to do so uh, and just reference it, building fund, and Dillian will be sure uh, to set it aside for the building. Amen. Something is happening in that regard, and we thank the Lord for that. Amen. See, it's one thing to read about the woman in Zarephath, which you don't even know where it is, and it's another thing to hear it for uh, Faith Hill Church, which you are a part of, and if you call this church your home, this miracle is as well yours as it is mine. It's happening in your life, so you have no excuse not to trust God. Amen? Man, you should trust God and get fired up about seeing growth and so many miraculous things happening in your life. Can I get an amen? And so we're starting a brand new series today. It's a two-part series. We're going to be talking about what I like to call the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. So for the next two Sundays that I'm going to be ministering, we're going to take a little intermission next week when Pastor Dave uh, ministers. But after that, we're going to go back uh, and wrap it up. We're going to be talking about the present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Uh, why is the Holy Spirit so important in the life of a believer? And that's what we're going to be talking about. And, uh, 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 you know, as we start this series, as we get into the Bible, I want to just invite you to forget everything you've ever heard about the Holy Spirit. Some of you uh, have heard crazy things, everything you've ever witnessed about the Holy Spirit. Let me assure you, He is none of that. The Holy Spirit is an awesome ministry for your life, uh, and He wants to do amazing things in your life. Amen? You just have to know Him a little bit better, get familiar with Him, invite Him in your life. And man, he'll turn you, uh, uh, he will make you awesome. Amen. Amen. So let's quickly John to go to John chapter number 16. And I want to read from verse uh, 7. And we're going to go all the way to verse 11. And he says, this is Jesus speaking. And so Jesus, you know, called his disciples and he's given them uh, instructions about his crucifixion. He's getting ready to go to the cross. John 14, 15, and 16. He's getting ready to go to the cross. So he calls them around and he's given them final minute instructions before he goes to the cross. So these are some of the uh, most important chapters in the Bible where Jesus is explaining to them where he is going and what that means. And part of that is what happens in John 16 and he says, nevertheless I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you but if I depart, I will send him to you. So Jesus said, it is to our advantage, you and I, to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. It is, it is uh, expedient. Other versions of the Bible says, he says it is expedient that I go away. Because when I go away, when I vacate this office, the Holy Spirit, only then will you come and he will take office. It is similar to uh, the office of the president of a country. You know, you cannot have uh, two uh, sitting presidents at the same time. You know, one has to vacate office before the other one uh, takes office. So Jesus is saying it is expedient that I go away and I go to heaven. It is only then that the Holy Spirit is going to come and he is going to do some things in you. Another thing I want to point out before we uh, continue reading is that Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a person. He says he will come to you. He doesn't say it. So the Holy Spirit is not a force. Is not a, some spiritual forces, uh, you know, some uh, 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 sections of the body of Christ believe. The Holy Spirit is not a fire. 
The Holy Spirit is not a dove. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third uh, person of the Trinity. And Jesus, you know, uh, uh, if you talk to an average believer and you ask them what's advantageous, what's better to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you or to have Jesus in physical form, most believers will go with Jesus on, 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 in the physical form. Because we do not understand the ministry, the present day ministry of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit will and can do in the life of a believer. Once you understand the awesomeness of these truths that Jesus is sharing, man, I'm telling you, you agree with Jesus. You will say, listen, this is a better way to live. In fact, the Bible says of the Old Testament saints of old, it says they looked forward to the day that you and I live in longingly. Just hoping they could peep to see what it's going to be like to have God Almighty live on the inside of you. To have someone walk around with God himself, wall to wall, Holy Ghost in the uh, third uh, of you, of your being. You know, you're a spirit. Uh, you possess a soul and you live in your body. Your spirit is wall to wall, Holy Ghost, and sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Nothing can go into your spirit and taint it. Your spirit is exactly like what Jesus looks like right now. This is why he says in 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. He's not talking about your physical body. You know, I would read that scripture sometimes and say, as he is, so are we in this body. And I would go look myself and I see, you know, my, I'm getting bold. And I say, man, Jesus, as you are, so as... But Jesus, are you getting bold in heaven? <laughs> No, he's talking about your spirit. Your spirit is exactly like Jesus' spirit right now. And it says of the Old Testament saints, they looked toward that day longingly. And if you read a little further, he said not a single person from the Old Testament, all of the prophets put together, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, you can put jo uh, Joshua in there, Joseph, all of the patriarchs. He says none of them of the old was greater than John the Baptist. And then Jesus goes on to make another truth. He says uh, out of these little ones in the kingdom of God, even the little one is greater than John the Baptist because you and I have God's spirit indwelling us listen when i walk around i can boldly declare that he who lives on the inside of me is greater than he who is in the world because i know this reality of the holy spirit living on the inside of me can i get an amen, amen. and it says here what the holy spirit will do verse 8 he says when he has come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and he begins to explain what that means. So the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin singular. Do you see that? He didn't say the Holy Spirit will convict the world of their sins. The Holy Spirit does not run a ministry of condemnation. So what he's saying essentially is the Holy Spirit is going to convict the world, not God's children, the world the ones who are not born again of sin, singular. And he tells us in verse 9 what that sin is. Of sin because they do not believe in me. So the only sin that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of is the sin of believing on and in Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. 
The Holy Spirit is not keeping a record of all your wrongs so that he can, you know, uh, give you this nagging feeling on the inside of you. Whenever you feel that feeling, it's not coming from God. It's coming from your own heart. And that's why you need to be established in the next uh, 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 element we're going to read of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which says he will convict you and I of righteousness, not of unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit convicts of righteousness. Primarily, he's going to convict you of sin if you're not born again. And he's going to convict you of righteousness when you make a mistake and you're already born again. What that simply means is when you make a mistake, the Holy Spirit is not the one coming and beating beating you up and giving it to you. That's just your own heart. That's not established in the gospel. And this is why scripture says if our own hearts... Uh, condemn us then we will not have boldness with god but if our own hearts condemn us not we will have boldness with god amen Amen? Amen. and so the holy spirit will convict you of righteousness he will begin to remind you of who you are in christ that's the job of the holy spirit he will begin to say to you you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus if you are born again, God made you righteous. It was, a, it was a transaction that took place because of what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 21. Thank you, Jesus. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Second Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 21. He's talking about Jesus at the cross. And uh, it says, For he made him who knew no sin, to be sin for who? For us, so that, you can put an asshole between us and that, it will just help it to pop out, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there was a divine exchange that took place the day you got born again. You got rid of your sin nature, and you took on his righteous nature. And it didn't come to you because of what you do or don't do. It came to you because of what Jesus did for you at the cross. And so when the Holy Spirit comes into the life of a believer to convict him, he is coming to convict him or remind him of this truth and this reality. And Jesus said he would do that because Jesus goes back to the Father. When Jesus was here on the earth, that's what he did with people. And now that he's going back to the Father, who's going to be doing what Jesus did around the people? The Holy Ghost. See, when Jesus met sinners, he didn't uh, give it to them. In fact, he met this one lady. She was caught in the act. The very act of adultery. But what's interesting is that they just brought the lady. See, that's what religion does. We never hear anything about the dude. They just brought the lady. And they said, hey, Jesus, this one, we caught her in the very act of adultery. It's stoning time. And they were gathering all the stones so they could stone it. And you know what the Bible says? It says Jesus just, you know, leaned over to the ground and started writing on the ground. He just started writing. You know, no one knows what he wrote. This is my personal, uh, uh, you know, uh, deduction from the situation. I think he started writing their names and their small houses, their girlfriends <laughs> next to your name. 
Says Jesus, I didn't say nothing. He just started writing names. <laughs> See, because religious people think they are righteous because they are not caught. So he starts writing, and then by the time he finished writing, the Bible says he got up and looked around, and they were all gone. <laughs> all of them were gone. And then he said to the lady, I don't accuse you. He said, first of all, he says, where are your accusers? They were not to be found. And says, neither do I accuse you. You know why? Because God is not a running a ministry of accusation. God is not the accuser of the brethren. He came to save that which was lost. Yeah. Amen? Amen? He bumped into this other girl. She had five husbands. And the sixth one that she was on wasn't even her husband. Perfect opportunity to give it to her. But no, Jesus didn't. He ministers grace and mercy to her and it radically changed their life i need you to hear what i'm saying to you i'm not trying to give you a pass to live a sinful life sin is stupid sin is dumb but you're not going to defeat sin in your own strength you're going to defeat sin when you receive the reality of what jesus did at the cross when you say i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus all of a sudden you start to act righteous because that's your true identity but when you're over there talking about I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, that's you talking. That's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. He convicts you of righteousness. He reminds you of who you really are. He tells you, man, you are above only and never beneath. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, rise up to the level of who you really are. He's not the one that says you stupid, silly, stinking thing. That's your own voice. And when you start paying attention to the Holy Spirit, you will live holy on accident that you ever tried intentionally. A lot of people are trying in their own flesh and they keep falling and they keep failing. I remember when I was in college, you know, uh, I used to listen to hip-hop music and it had so many bad words. I mean, it was a mess. And so when I got born again, I had a brilliant idea. In fact, it wasn't my idea. It was the youth pastor. He said, hey, listen, what we're going to do on Friday, next Friday, we're going to come and get rid of all the things that you think are hindering a fruitful relationship uh, between you and God. Bring them and we're going to burn them. We're going to have a bonfire, bonfire Friday. We're going to burn all the scenes uh, and man, you're going to have a fruitful relationship with the Lord. So I took all my cassettes. You know, I'm way back in the cassettes era. You know, you remember cassettes? You know? Man, I took all my cassettes and I went and I went and I took them and man, we threw them in the fire and man, it was a glorious time. Man, I was excited. I went back to college and I was, uh, I was like ready to have my relationship with the Lord. But because I had nothing to stand on, I don't know who I am in Christ Jesus. True story. Two weeks later, I was back collecting Building the collection again. Snoop D-O-double-G. <laughs> Is it still a thing these days? Oh, it's Migos. <laughs> and so, and so wh wh what I learned was, you know, I couldn't do anything in my strength. I needed the Holy Spirit to convict me of righteousness, to remind me of who I really am in Christ Jesus. Hey, you may be here and you're struggling with something. The way to defeat that sin is not to focus on it. 
I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I don't want, I don't want. No, that's not how you defeat it. The way you defeat it is, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That I, and sometimes you may have to do it while you're lighting the cigarette. And if you do it a few times, I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, when you try to light the fourth one, it's going to be like, man. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. See, sometimes you're just focusing on the fruit and you're not dealing with the root. The root is your nature was changed when you got born again. If any man be in Christ, is a what? A new creature. Behold, the old has passed away and everything has become brand new. And so the Holy Spirit convicts you of that reality. He reminds you that you are a new creature. Your old, doesn't have, your old past doesn't have a hold on you in your new life. It may try to leech itself on you, but he's going to keep encouraging you and keep reminding you of who you really are in Christ Jesus. And man, I'm telling you, once that reality hits your heart, you're going to be a victorious Christian. So the Holy Spirit is not the one that's giving you this terrible feeling uh, uh, after you make a mistake. It's not the Holy Ghost. It's your own heart. Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation, zero condemnation from God. To those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen? And so the Holy Spirit has been given to do what Jesus did when he was here on the earth. And he does it from the inside out. This is what makes it awesome. You can take him wherever you go. Amen? I said amen. And he also says that he will convict uh, uh, the world of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Notice it didn't say because the Christian stands judged. No, he says the ruler of this world is judged. And so he's going to convict and remind you where Satan is going after all is said and done. His destination is hell. He has no hold uh, on you. Amen? And so we're talking about the positive present-day ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. I must say it is sad that in some uh, circles in the body of Christ, you can go to church for years upon years and never hear anything about the most important person in the church today, who is the Holy Spirit. Man, we talk about the Holy Spirit in this church at least once every year. Because he is, I mean, this is the greatest message you will ever hear from Faith Hill Church. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. What he has come to do in the life of the believer. Let's go to Luke chapter number 24. We're going to read verse 49. Luke chapter number 24, uh, verse 49. Thank you, Jesus. He says in Luke 24, this is uh, last minute instructions again from Jesus uh, before he ascends to heaven. And this is what he says, Luke 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. And this is what he says to the disciples. He says, behold, I send the promise, capital letter P, talking about the Holy Spirit, amen. He says, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So think about it this way. Here's a group of 12 guys who have walked with Jesus for three and a half years. And at the end of that ministry, you know, Jesus is crucified at the cross. 
house. And on the third day, he rises again and he comes and he fellowships with them for 40 days. And I mean, these guys are fired up. They are excited. You know, you thought you had killed Jesus, but man, Jesus is alive. He is back. We are back in the game. We are ready to go and preach this most important message to the world. This all-important message to the world. Man, we are ready to go. And Jesus says, don't do anything. Wait. What you talking about, Jesus? We're ready to go. He says, wait. This is a group of guys who spend with, time with Jesus physically. And he's telling them, don't do anything until you've received the Holy Spirit, until you are endured with power from on high. Only then should you go and start ministering. You know why? Because God never called us to do anything in this life in our own strength. Whether it's your business, whether it's your marriage, whether it's raising kids, whether it's raising you or raising your husband. My wife always says, I have three children. (laughs) And she says, I have a big one and the little ones. (laughs) Man, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. God never called you to do it in your own strength. The Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 23, it is not in man that walk to determine or to direct his own steps. Why? Because the steps of a good man or of a righteous man are to be ordered of the Lord. And not only that, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Did I say it right? Power. Power. Not power. Power. It's got to have the power. Man, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to do anything in this life. That word power that Jesus talks about. He says you shall receive. After that you shall receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come on you. That word power is the Greek word dunamis. Where we get the English transliteration dynamite. He's talking about explosive power which is dynamic in its working. And he says that's what every believer need. Before they had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I mean think about it this way. Here you have cowardice uh, Peter. Who snitched on Jesus. When the little girl came and said, he's one of them. He said, no, no, he didn't snitch, actually. Snitching is, he denied Jesus. Man, I was trying to be current. (laughs) Snitching is telling on, right? He he denied Jesus. You know, Jesus denied, uh, uh, this dude denied Jesus. I mean, at one point, these 12 guys came and they said, you know, Jesus, we went and tried to cast out these devils and this one couldn't come out, you know. And Jesus said, okay, your unbelief, it comes out through prayer and fasting, your unbelief, not the demon. And Jesus is helping them along the journey and so on and so forth. And then they get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And the first thing they did is they meet this cripple at the gate called Beautiful. And they said, what's wrong? I mean, these are cowards. They were previously cowards, running around, running away, and just being wimpy. But after the baptism of the Holy Spirit took effect in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, power came, dynamic power. Now, not only are they operating in the authority, now they have power to back it up. And they said, hey, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus. Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says the man started to gain strength in his ankles and he leaped up running and he got healed instantly. And they were getting accused. And the one time when they were got accused of being drunk because of the Holy Spirit, 
Peter stood up. The cowardice Peter, now baptized in the Holy Ghost, he stood up in the council and started saying, man, this is not because they drank wine. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, the Spirit of God shall fall upon how many? All flesh. And this is what you are witnessing right in front of your eyes. This is what happens. And now he had boldness. You know why? Because that's what happens when you receive the indwelling spirit on the inside of you. He helps you to become dynamic in the things that God has called you to do. He gives you the power. He gives you the ability that goes with the authority of God. I was saying earlier on uh, in the first service that when you, know, when you look at a police officer who's wearing a police uniform, the minute he wears that uniform and he steps out of his house, he is stepping out in the authority of the state. And he can arrest you based on that. Now, if he went back home and changed his clothes and came out and tried to arrest me, it's going to be some problems. Because I'm going to say, who are you? Amen. And so what happened was, 2002, I was driving from another city way back, uh, you know, in Zimbabwe, in Harare. I was driving from, uh, I think I may have been driving from Kadoma to Harare, and I was driving. You know, it was Friday night, and I'd finished work, so I was driving to the big city, and I was speeding a little bit. You know, I wasn't, you know, really born again those days. I was speeding a little bit. You know, I was still working on my salvation. Everybody is, is, is a work in progress. Hallelujah. So, you know, I'm driving back to the big city. I'm speeding, you know, and I, I came out of a, a, a curve. I came out of a curve doing 93 at a 60 zone. Just came out. And as I came out of that uh, curve, I saw a police officer with a speeding gun. And he started waving me down, you know. And I looked at my speedometer and I saw 93. And I looked at the thing. It says 60. And I knew exactly what was about to happen. And so I started slowing down, you know, so I could get my ticket and, you know, uh, uh, pay the ticket. Uh, And as I was slowing down, you know, I'm manual cars. I was driving a manual car. I'm changing gears down. I went to three and I went to two. As I was in two and I'm getting ready to go to one, I looked around and I said, man, he's a police officer. He looks like a police officer because he was wearing a police uniform. (laughs) But uh, upon further inspection, I noticed that he didn't have a gun. (laughs) And I said, hmm. That's interesting. And then I looked around a little bit more and I noticed that he didn't have a car. (laughs) So he was a police officer with authority, but he didn't have the power to back him up. So I said, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I put this car in three. (laughs) True story. So I put the car in three and he got out of the way. And I said, hmm, I wonder if I put it in four. So I put the car in four, and then I looked at the rearview mirror, and I saw him run after me. He tried to run after me, but his ability was limited. And that's what happens in the life of a believer who does not have the indwelling spirit. Yes, you are a believer. Yes, you have the right to use the name of Jesus, but your ability is limited. Now, if he had a gun and a BMW waiting on the side to uh, enforce his authority, that would have been a different story. Can I get an amen? And so that's what happens when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit as a child of God. Not only do you have the name of Jesus, which is the authority, you now also have the Holy Spirit 
spirit which makes that power and that authority dynamic in its working in the life of a believer. See, a believer who does not have the Holy Spirit will win some and lose some. One day they are up, one day they are down. And sometimes just level to the ground. They will have Monday blues and terrible mid-months. They will just live their lives like a yo-yo. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit to energize them to be constant in the things of God. But when you have the Holy Ghost, listen, not only do you have authority, you also have power to back up the authority. And when the devil tries to speed up on you, you can say Puma. Because you have that power to stop him in his tracks. Man, I'm telling you, you need the ability of the Holy Spirit. God has not called you to just function in your own strength. God hasn't called you to try and do this thing in your own intellect. In fact, I pity people who are gifted. I feel sorry for people who are just brilliant at everything. You know, you give them a mic, they can sing. You give them a microphone, they can preach. You tell them to write a book, they can put flowery words in. I pity people like that. You know why? Because they never see the need of the Holy Spirit. I like being me. I like being deficient. You know why? Because it means every single day I wake up, I say, Holy Ghost, I need you. And man, when he show up, when he shows up, he makes you look good. Man, life is better with the Holy Spirit leading you. Amen? And this kind of life is available for every believer. He says, when the Holy Spirit has come, he shall give you power. And you shall be able to do uh, these things. Quickly, let us go now to John 16, verse 13. Is this making sense to you? Thank you, Jesus. John 16, uh, verse 13. In fact, before we go there, let's go to Acts 19 from verse 1 to 6. Acts 19 from verse 1 to six. He says, and it came to pass that while at Apollos, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper course, came uh, to Ephesus and finding certain who? I didn't hear that. He found certain who? So he found a group of people who were already disciples. What that means is they, had, uh, they were born again. They had already had the born again experience. They were in the church. And this is the question that he asked them. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? So there is a second work of grace beyond just your born again experience, which is receiving the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence. Watch this now. I might get into trouble, but it's a Bible reality with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Yes, we are a tongue talking church. Amen? He says, when you, when you got born again, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And listen what they say to him. They said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. See, you can't believe for what you have not heard. And this is why I have to preach this every single year. So that everybody gets a good shot at receiving the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So that we can all be effective. So that we can all start winning. Can I get an amen? amen? And he said unto them, Unto then were you baptized. And they said unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized 
with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Look at how dynamic their lives changed through this experience. Amen? John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. This is Jesus speaking. He says, How be it when he, again, he talks to the, he refers to the Holy Spirit as a he. He says, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into how many? All truth. The Holy Spirit is your internal GPS uh, uh, device. Does that make sense to you? He is the one that will guide your path to make sure that you get to your destiny and to get to your destination. Amen? Here's what we did in the first service. You gentlemen, you want to uh, uh, come on up? Let me, let, let's do this uh, illustration one more time. Here's what your path looks like. You know, everyone starts off right here at the beginning in life and the Holy Spirit tells you about what he wants you to accomplish. But before you even begin that journey, let me assure you, God has already gone before you and he has already put on that path everything that you'll ever need for you to successfully complete that assignment. God doesn't send you out into the field naked. He has already appointed everything that you'll ever need. Uh, for you to accomplish that assignment with ease. And so for me, I can use myself as an example. I was over here, and God began to talk to me about this dream called Faith Hill Church, this vision, and how its word transform, engage, and how it's going to you know, change people's lives, and what it's going to look like. And before I even started that journey of Faith Hill Church and leading the church, God had already appointed along my path divine connections and kairos moments. And so my responsibility over here is, is your responsibility, mine too, is to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and just keep walking the instructions. That's all you got to do. But here's what tends to happen is that sometimes when you start over here and you start walking, you stop and you start to look around. And then you see there is nothing. You know, there's nothing going on. Oh, especially for Chipo and I, when we started the journey, 21 people came to our house, and next Sunday we grew to 14. And the following Sunday we grew to 6. So you can stand here and look around and say, you know what, this is not working. I'm done with your coordinates. I'm done with your instructions. I'm out of here. Or you could start walking, and while you're walking, you look over in that lane. And there's Brother Musa over here. He's in his lane, but man, he's running. <laughs> Ooh, he's going at it. And so he overtakes you, and you say, oh, man, it looks like it's happening in that lane over there. Oh, man, that lane. Oh, man, I'm going to come on, man. I'm done with this lane. I'm going to come over here. But here's the problem with joining someone else's lane is that by the time you join it, he has already redeemed his divine connections and his kairos moments. So that lane is empty for you. See, you can copy someone else's path, but you can't reproduce or manufacture divine connections and kairos moments. Those are God-ordained. 
Hunt your neighbor and say, so stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay faithful in your lane. This is why scripture says in Galatians 6 verse 9, do not grow weary in what? Walking. In well-doing. Do not grow weary in your lane. Keep walking in your lane. Can I, can I quote Apostle Johnny Walker? What does he say? He says, keep what? He says, keep walking. <laughs> yeah, walk by faith and not by sight. Galatians 6, 9. He says, don't grow weary in well-doing for you will. In due season, if you faint not. Don't get tired because there is nothing happening. And some take two steps and get offended. You know, one, two. And then, ah, you know what? Ah, God. <laughs> and then they get offended. You know, you, Lord, you said it was going to be grand. You said it was going to be awesome. That's what you said. That's the word you told me. You said there were divine connections and Kairos moments. That's what you said, Lord. There is nothing. So I'm offended. What ad- advice would you give that person? Keep Come on, keep walking. Keep in a little while, you're gonna come across some divine connections. You're gonna bump into Marshall. Hey, Marshall, my name is Pastor T. So the Lord told me about this thing, and you know, faith. Which I don't know what it looks like, man. Uh, you know, maybe we should do it together and just kind of, you know, are you game? Yeah. Let's do this, and then boom, and then you meet somebody else, and you meet somebody else. God has scattered all those divine connections, and you're not gonna have to beg people, manipulate people. Or do. God has already scattered them. God had already preordained it that Q was going to be today taking offering. We, we didn't know about it six years ago, but God in heaven already knew it. And we just kept walking, and guess what? It happened. Stay in your lane. Stay listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Don't get offended. See, because if you get offended, you can't hear the voice of God clearly. If you read in Mark chapter number 4, one of the reasons why the word was not fruitful was because they were quickly offended. And when they were offended, it makes your heart insensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. But when you start walking in your lane, you're going to bump into divine connections. You're going to bump into uh, Kairos moments. Man, there are some amazing things that God has cutted along the journey of life that are going to make the assignment that God has put on your life. See, our lives are intertwined. While you're making my assignment flourish, I'm making yours flourish. Our lives are intertwined. When you stay in that path, you begin to do amazing things together. Amen? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And so, two weeks ago, I was talking to Brother Isaac. He's the uh, CBC uh, Africa director. We were having lunch and just talking. CBC is Caris Bible College, for those who don't know. And we were having lunch and just, you know, chatting away. And uh, he kind of reprimanded me and rebuked me. He said, man, uh, just midway. I mean, we're laughing and having a good time. And he said, man, I sense the Holy Spirit is saying that you're limiting him and you're thinking too small. There's some things that God has put on your life that deserve to be at a world stage, that deserve to be heard by everybody. Man, I'm telling you, he started rebuking and uh, reprimanding. And I received those words. And, I, you know, I began to think, how did you know, man? My desire for uh, uh, reaching more people just started growing and when he did that, he did that uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that will show us all these things. And he guides us into all these truths. Amen? I said amen. amen. And so, when you get on that journey, stay in it. Keep walking. It's going to be good. 
And so he says, uh, he will guide you into all truth, for ye shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever ye shall hear, that shall ye speak, and he will show you things to come. So one of the things the Holy Spirit will do is that he will show you things to come. He will warn you of impeding danger. And you can make adjustments along the way. Amen? It's an awesome ministry. Have you ever met someone who says, man, I was going to walk through right there and I, 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 just something told me not to drive right there and then something crazy happened? I'll tell you who it was. It was the Holy Spirit because he shows us things to come. A few years ago, uh, Chipo and I were in Australia visiting uh, Chipo's sister, and we got onto a train to go to the city, and we were going to jump out of, uh, uh, on a station called Floundry, I think, or I, I don't remember. We were going to jump out on that station uh, because that's the instruction we had been given uh, from her sister because they live in Melbourne, uh, Australia. And so while we're riding the train, the Holy Spirit said to me, hey, why don't you jump out here? The Holy Spirit is sneaky. He used something that he knew would draw me. You know, I was just sitting in that train looking outside, and I saw where it said, uh, factory prizes. <laughs> For designer clothes. I said, honey, we're jumping out right here. She said, but it says flounder. I said, no, we're jumping out right. So we jumped out, and we went to factory prizes. For designer brands. <laughs> And so while we were there, uh, you know, we didn't have Wi-Fi, you know, riding the train because, you know, we don't have SIM cards or anything in that city. So we went into the store, the factory store. They had Wi-Fi in the store. Then we connected. Just after we connected, we saw 17 missed calls on our phones, WhatsApp. And so we called back her sister to find out your, your mom. It was your mom. And we said, hey, what's up? We see 17 calls. Are the kids okay? Because we had left them with the kids. No, they said, no, we're checking on you to see if you're okay. Because there had been a terrorist attack at the next station. I mean, the guy just literally went and plunged, drove, plunged into, plowed into everybody who was standing on that station. Now, I don't doubt that the Holy Spirit would have protected us, but he wanted to protect us not just from physical injury, but also from the trauma that goes with witnessing something like that. So he got us to come off uh, the two or one station before the one that we were instructed to come off. Man, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He's a good partner to have. Amen. And in closing, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verse 9. Can we close in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9? Can I get two more minutes? Two more minutes? 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. It says, but as it is written, uh, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Stop right there. So people have used uh, this verse to excuse ignorance in the things of God. So they say, look. There it is. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. It can't enter into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Look, you can't, just, you can't know the things of God. You just never know. So people use this verse to try and excuse ignorance for spiritual things. But that's not what the Apostle Paul is driving at. You know why? Because the next verse says this. Verse 10. The next verse says, but God. Someone say, but God. Yes. See, that word but, B-U-T, 
uh, that word is a conjunction that is uh, uh, used uh, to instruct us in most times to disregard what has just been said and now pay attention to what is being said. What do I mean by that? If I came to you, uh, Marshall, and I said, hey, Marshall, you know, I'm looking for uh, 10,000 rand, you know, would you please loan me 10,000 rand? And uh, he, it doesn't matter how much he uh, goes on about how much money he has. If he says, you know, for example, I just received 100,000 uh, transfer into my account and then I got a contract for 1 million and then, you know, I have another 20,000 that's coming in next week. How many of you know that if he can say all of that, but the minute he says, but <laughs> I'm not getting the money. <laughs> Amen. So the word but means forget what I just told you. Now pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you. Amen. And so now let's pay attention to what he's getting ready to tell us. He's not trying to tell us that no eye can see. He's not trying to say it can't be heard. He's not trying to say that it cannot enter into the hearts of men. But here's what he's trying to say. But God has revealed them to us through who? His spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, even the deep things of God. And I have to quit because I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And so the, the ministry, the present day of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the one that seeks to give you direction. It is the one that seeks to reveal the things of God and make them plain to you and understandable uh, to you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit uh, is one uh, that will uh, show you your destination is one that will begin to order your steps. It is the one that will begin to explain the things of God, the mysteries of the Word of God to be revealed to you. It is the one that will give you the strength for you to be able to run this race uh, without getting tired. God hasn't called you to lead anything in your own strength. He hasn't called you uh, to lead your, your, your marriage uh, without the Holy Spirit. He hasn't called you to lead at work without the Holy Spirit. He hasn't called you uh, to, 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 do, to live your life day to day without the strength and the inspiration and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Man, I'm telling you, if there was a time that we need the ministry of the Holy Spirit, it is now. It is today. And the Holy Spirit is available for every single one of us in here. There is some, someone in here who is saying, Hey, Pastor T, I hadn't heard uh, this perspective of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm excited. Today, I want to receive what you're talking about. I want to start hearing him uh, clearly like what you're saying. I want to start taking instruction from him. I want to start walking with him. I want to start praying uh, with other tongues. I want to receive uh, even the gifts of the Holy Spirit and be able to minister uh, to others and help others around me. If you are that person, we're going to join our faith with you and pray with you. And believe God together for you to receive the indwelling spirit this morning. Amen? And someone may be saying, well, I don't know, Tafara. Uh, 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 what if I ask uh, for the Holy Spirit with the evidence to speak in other tongues? Uh, what if I get tongues of the devil? Well, Jesus answered that question. He said, which one of you being evil 
will uh, 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 which one of you fathers in the earth will give a stone uh, to a child if they asked you for bread which one of you will give them a serpent if they asked you for fish which one of you will give them a scorpion uh, if they asked for uh, egg and he said none of you would do that and he goes on to say if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give the holy spirit to those who ask him if you ask for the holy spirit god is faithful to give you the holy spirit he's gonna he's not gonna give you the devil's spirit he gives you exactly what you ask for and so you don't have to worry about that and so we're going to join our faith uh, with those brothers and sisters who want to receive this baptism of the holy spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And if you are that person, we're going to ask you to lift your hand uh, wherever you are. We're going to uh, believe God with you that you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, this morning. It's available for you. God wants you to have it. And it's time for you to have it. I see another hand over here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And those of you who have lifted up their hands together with the church joining in, uh, we're going to pray this prayer. And you're going to pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the awesome gift of the Holy Spirit. I pray now and ask you to give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues ministering in the gifts of the spirit getting direction from the holy spirit on the way to live this life lord i thank you now in advance for doing this for me for you said in your word if you ask you shall receive if you knock the door shall be opened for you Today I have asked, and by faith I have received. Thank you, Father, for this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life. Have your way in my mind. Have your way in my body. Quicken my mortal body and make it come alive. In the name of Jesus. And now speak to your heart and say, Heart. I command you now to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And you can lay your hands on your mouth and say, Mouth, I command you now to boldly speak the mysteries of God. To boldly speak the mysteries of God even beyond what I can understand. In Jesus' name, Amen. There's another gift that came with the prayer that you just prayed. It is called the gift of praying in other tongues. When you begin to pray in other tongues, the Bible says you begin to edify yourself. And I know some of you are getting uh, too comfortable, kind of like, man, I like this church, man. I, I don't, man, we are a tongue-talking church. We believe the Bible, amen? It doesn't mean you go crazy. It just means that you're edified. You're built up. See, when the life is, 
they are trying to tempt you to have a blue Monday, when you start praying in the Holy Spirit, man, something starts to happen on the inside of you. And all of a sudden, you start to uh, feel yourself growing. There's a building up. There's a, a built up that happens on the inside of you like an edifice, like a building. Amen? And those are some of the benefits of the Holy Spirit. And man, I'm telling you, it's an awesome gift of the Holy Spirit. When you can't understand scripture, I do this often. When I can't understand scripture, I go into a room and I start praying in other tongues, just praying in other tongues. And man, things begin to open up to me. It's an awesome gift of the Holy Spirit that our Heavenly Father has given us so that we can be effective in what He has called us to do. Amen? For about one minute, we're going to all, just those of you who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Man, I want to invite you to start praying uh, right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this gift of praying in other tongues. Shimbrondege ziblo shiteria masandara boshia. Mambrendege zubro shiteria makasandara boshia. In the name of Jesus. Shukarabo sembrendege setere boshia. Simbrandege ziblo shiteria makasandara bokoshia. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can stop right there. Now, someone may say, hey, Pastor T. It looks like you're trying to boss the Holy Spirit around. You can just start when you want to and stop when you want to. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit is always on. He's always going. I'm starting me and stopping me. The Holy Spirit is always green. He's always ready to go. Amen? So who I'm starting is me and who I'm stopping is me. The Holy Spirit is already praying. Right now, He's praying. He's interceding on our behalf. And when you join in, you're just joining in on the floor that He is already, on the journey that He is already on. Amen? I said amen. Now, those of you who have asked and have received, we're going to pray one more time and give you an opportunity. Now, you may receive one syllable. Whatever the Holy Spirit gives you into your heart, just begin to say it by faith. And as you say it, you'll begin to grow in it. This is one of the most important things that will ever happen to you as a believer. When you start, when you receive this and you have the ability to pray in other tongues, man, you can't be defeated by life circumstances. You're always encouraged, always fired up, always ready to do the will of God and always ready to go for it. I'm telling you, it's an awesome gift. Amen? I said amen. And so we're going to pray one more time together. And those of you who have prayed for, man, just begin to be sensitive in your heart. Whatever you receive, just begin to uh, uh, say it out loud. And as you do that, something is going to happen. Stay faithful uh, uh, with that one word, with that one syllable. Whatever you receive, stay faithful in it. And I'm telling you, your entire life will be changed when you try and do it tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man, next week, as you start to do this, there's going to be a radical shift in the way you operate and the way you understand scripture, the way you understand life altogether. I never have a bad day. I never have a down day. You know why? Because God has given us enough ammunition to counter attack 
when down days try to get a hold of us. Come on, one more time. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Shikaraboko sembrendege zibro shindaramakasia. Mambrondege ziblo sheteria maka sandaraboshia. Zembrondege zuble jiteria maga zambrondege ze. Jumbrendege. He who prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Mambrendege ziblo shiteria kasa ndaraboshia. Zumbrendege zibro shiteria masa ndaraboshe. Sendele boko sotoromoshe ndarabasa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so there you have it. You have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today. We